So with the, the filmmaking team of Buzz Pollination, uh, Mike Machian, director, uh, Kelly Hayden, who is the key subject, um, it's kind of, I guess it's a really interesting film about, it's nine minutes long about the Western Bumblebee and how there's a huge uh, steep decline that's happening in the Western US with the Bumblebee. And my first question to you guys is that, why isn't this a bigger story? That's, that is a good question. Um, <laughs> I, there's, we've been living through once in a lifetime historical events every three months in this country, the last couple of years, oh, and really the world. So, I mean, it, that is definitely sub distracted from it some. Um, and then there's just a lot of doom and gloom. Maybe, I mean, Kelly could probably speak to this more working in that sector a lot more than I do about like, maybe there's just a lot more, too much going on. No, yeah, um, I do think just the sheer amount of information we get bombarded with is part of the issue. Um, part of it, too, uh, one of the issues with uh, insect conservation in general, uh, finally, people are starting to like bees and bumblebees. But um, this decline really started to happen about in the 90s, mid 90s. Mm -hmm. And Part of that, I think, is just insect conservation really didn't have the same value that it necessarily does now. Um, so I do think that's part of it. And I think the people in particular, like especially the younger generations, yeah. um, I think that does help. I think the younger generations certainly do have more awareness to that. Um, but it is interesting that the younger generations, we also just don't necessarily have the same baseline as those older generations would. So we're just, we know about these declines, but even not just the Western bumblebee, um, just within North America alone, I think it's like 28% of our bumblebee species. We have about 50 in North yeah. America, 28% are um, at risk of endangerment or extinction. So we just have that baseline as a younger generation that there just aren't that many around to begin with. And I think that does add some urgency to it. There's also, well, a couple of things. I remember watching um, the, the Jerry Seinfeld's B movie back like 10 years ago. And basically <laughs> the, the education I got uh, for bees <laughs> and basically the first, like basically bees are important, right? Like people don't realize, sometimes people don't realize is that if bees go extinct, human beings are in big trouble as well, I guess, right? It is a kind of an interesting dynamic. Um, one of uh, kind of the interesting things about like this whole Save the Bees movement is that it's become so heavily focused on the honeybee in particular. Mm -hmm. And like honeybees are really important, especially for agriculture. But when you think about the honeybee, I think there's maybe about 12 species within the world versus within like North America alone, we have at least 4,000 native bee species. Yeah. That includes like the mason bees, leafcutter bees, uh, bumblebees. But yeah, it's just they are probably one of the most important pollinators in existence. Um, they have those just really close relationships with all of that flora just everywhere throughout the world. Uh, so we really would be nowhere without them. Okay, so where did you guys, uh, really, like I said, really interesting movie. It's like nine minutes. It's like, it, it tells its kind of like 
its story. It doesn't it doesn't stay around for too long. But that said, there is a bigger movie uh, within the within the storyline, and Kelly is a really interesting subject. So, where, where did you guys first meet? Like, how did this uh, film come about? Uh, we'd known each other for tennis uh, years to the the art scene, I guess. Um, and then kind of vaguely kept in touch. And when Kelly got, like she talks about in, in the doc where she kind of got back into nature and everything, she was kind of documenting bird banding, these bee surveys. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. I, like with a lot of my ideas or a lot of the docs, I'm like, I want people to know about this. I think what Kelly is doing is cool. And I thought, like I said, I just vaguely pitched like, hey, I want to do a doc on something that you're doing, hoping that I'd be able to pet some baby owls, which did not happen, Kelly. But still might she's happen. Like, well, still <laughs> might happen. Um, but she was like, hey, funny you mentioned that this summer we're trying to track down this species. Like I vaguely said, let's do something. And she came back with me to me with the idea. And like, that's how that's how it happened. Gotcha. So then, so then you decide, okay, we should like, I'm going to make a movie that you like, how did you kind of go about it? You just, did you like have like kind of like a certain script outline where like you cut what you wanted to say before you started shooting, doing interviews with her and kind of doing the story? Like what was your kind of game plan before you started uh, following her around? Yeah, I'm not a much of a planner um, as far as those things go. I mean, I kind of, like talk to her about it, like found out what was involved and what she was going to do and kind of like, okay, well, this is some of the questions I'm going to ask. And like, did kind of give her like, so she could prepare some things generally, like, you know, this is what we're going to talk about. This is the story I want to tell and just kind of like follow my instinct based off of, of her responses. But um, I'm usually a lot of uh, the school of like, just show up and start shooting and, and try and find the story and just kind of adjust as it goes. So how, no, long, yeah. did you, how long did you follow her around for? Um, unfortunately, like uh, all of that was shot in one day. I was not able to go out to the trip because um, I was, uh, because of COVID, I was still dangerously un underemployed and like driving a car that, um, was very unreliable. So like where she went was eight hours away, Kelly. Yeah. Like eight and a half. And some of it is like access road only. So like you need four wheel drive. Yes. So I wasn't like able to go on that trip, unfortunately, um, because it would have definitely made it a better story. So uh, like there's some, a lot of footage Kelly shot herself, which is pretty amazing. But everything that I shot was all shot in uh, one evening. Gotcha. And you just kind of like, you, you just like talk to her, like, you just like, cause there's like, like there's one key interview, I guess you have, and she kind of like uh, explains and plus, and then you kind of have some insert shots. So basically you kind of got that one key interview and then in editing, you kind of figured out, okay, I'm going to, I can build the film around that conversation. Yeah. And I, I wanted to go out West, but it just, Unfortunately, didn't happen due to kind of life circumstances. Um, yeah. But what uh, I did the interview and then like after, I think after the interview, um, she did a survey because I 
the place where she likes to go to do good place to do surveys. And I just kind of followed around doing that and asked some more questions and kind of learned like the actual process, how it's done. Cause I was really clueless on that, to be honest. I, uh, I kind of felt bad like after the interview, not going to lie, because I think I talked for like 35 minutes and I was like, there's no way he can fit all of that into like a nine minute documentary. So I just felt so bad at like how much you had to cut out and like pick through. Yeah. But that's what, that's what documentary it. filmmaking is, right? Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's, there's all kinds of stuff that like was important or like I thought was interesting, but I'm like, is it important or interesting enough? Um, I think I had planned to make it around six or seven. And like, if you'd asked me how long it was, I would have said it was six or seven, but it, yeah, it is nine minutes. Yeah. I kind of forgot how long it was. Um, but it's, it's long enough. Like it, it, like I try to keep everything a certain length, but it, everything needs to be as long as it needs to be to tell the story. So tell, know, tell us about like you got some real nice close-ups of the bees in your and then people's hands. Like was that all like where did you grab all that footage? Like later on or um all the stuff I shot was after like shortly after the interview. Um I got a a brand new like macro lens that was really sharp, really auto like autofocus on it was great. So that was kind of like I've got it for this shoot and plus macro lenses are just fun to have. Yeah. Um but then there's a lot of extra footage that like Kelly shot herself who she'll tell you, she's not like a professional videographer, photographer, but her footage is amazing. Like you probably couldn't even necessarily tell what's hers and what's mine in places. So then like, it's like the next thing is like, you got, uh, you have these bees in your hand on your finger. And like, of course there's that, that kind of like average kind of viewership kind of fear that, the bee's going to sting you and kind of hurt us, I guess. Right. So, mm-hmm. which, which I've been told by other people, like other scientists and stuff like that, were like, don't like the best thing you do for a bee is just like, leave it alone and uh, let them, let them prosper, I guess. Right. Don't try to kill them. Yeah. Um, kind of the interesting thing with bumblebees, uh, just when they're waking up, Part of it is just because they're sedated, but uh, they're just normally very calm. They're just kind of like, oh, okay, this is happening. And they just kind of slowly wake up and fly away. Um, so you usually can hold them in your hands safely. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like the general public goes, I wouldn't necessarily recommend just going out and grabbing a bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say... Um, So kind of one of the weird developments this year is that I actually got a job as a bumblebee technician. Um, And so, of course, at that point, I had handled a thousand bumblebees. And someone asked me during a public program, have you ever been stung by a bumblebee? And I was like, no, I've held a thousand, never been stung. And then just like there was a huge gust of wind holding a bumblebee in my hand. The bumblebee got startled and stung me right in the palm of my hand. So I would say uh, one sting out of a thousand bumblebees that I've handled. That's, those are pretty good odds at just They're not really getting stung. Did you feel yeah. bad that the bee stung you? Because don't like they, they say like the bees die, I guess, right after they sting you? Oh, no. Nope. So that is really only honeybees okay. um, with native bees. Uh, so like basically bumblebees, mason bees, all of those guys. 
they don't have a barbed stinger, so they can and will sting multiple times if they feel threatened. And they will be perfectly fine. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. See, Isn't that going, crazy? Yeah, no. It's they, the, if I was the bumblebee, I'd just sting all the time then, if that, that's the case. Well, right? I know, right? Like being a tough guy. <laughs> so, yeah. So congratulations on the job. I guess like in the, the documentary, you were just doing it like kind of volunteer. Uh, you were just volunteering this, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, that's That's the weird thing, too. Just in the course of like that documentary and then I think the first film festival we were in was March and then in April I got interviewed to be a bumblebee technician and then May through August I worked that seasonal job in addition to uh, my graphic design job. <laughs> oh great so what attracted you like what like obviously this is kind of a, almost like a life's mission or some or like a it's more than a hobby, yeah. obviously. Where did what what brought you to to the your fascination with bees? It's it's really hard to explain um, because I used to I used to not like insects at all. Um, I used to be absolutely terrified. Of eight of when on the playground were screaming. So like there's some very like deep phobias there. Um, but I guess uh, when I, I did initially lose my uh, opportunity to do uh, bird banding, like working with songbirds, um, I just needed something so badly to get myself out into nature and to make those deep connections with the earth. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of also realized over time that like, I wouldn't say I'm an adrenaline junkie, but like, I like a little risk sometimes. <laughs> so I think that's kind of what drew me to uh, the bumblebees a little bit because they're just, they're very charismatic. They're very cute, but they also like, they're also not going to mess around if they don't want to. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, no, no, Mike, nicely put together film. You kind of told the, the story, uh, it's like what you needed to tell. What did you guys think about our audience when we sent you the feedback video that we sent you? You know, I think outside of the premiere in uh, at the Omaha Film Festival, I've not really had any uh, like direct audience feedback. Um, that's always helpful because it wasn't just like I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> like what they liked about it and people were like, this is important. This is scary. Why aren't more people talking about it? And that that's what I want mm -hmm. personally out of that. Yeah, because no. you you want, yeah, you wanted you, you go like at the same time, it's like you 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 want to, to entertain the audience, but you want to make sure that they there's 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 an educational element to what you're what you're trying to say, I guess, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And you kind of, that's what you did. So then that, is that what the audience, I guess that's what, that's what our audience was like. That's what they, 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 that's what they got. They got what you were looking for, I guess. Right. Yeah. The, the realizing kind of the importance of everything. Do you think that you're going to make another B movie? Do you want to make another one? Probably not another uh, B movie. Um <laughs> Sorry. Don't know if we can get Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, he's, he's kind of busy these days. Um, <laughs> is he though? I don't think he is. I think he's <laughs> months, but yeah. Uh, true, true. Um, another nature thing would probably 
play, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I don't know if there's another uh, B story out there. It's some if I find something that speaks to me, I'll do it. I kind of jump around whatever uh, kind of like interesting thing I found. And I found like a couple ideas I'm kind of keeping to myself, uh, but I just didn't have like the the time or the mental energy mm-hmm. to kind of do that this year. Yeah, but if there's a good story there, I'll do it. Gotcha. Oh, I was was just going to say, I know Mike said he doesn't want to do another bee movie. Um, I'm weird in that I obsess like over every single species that I get really interested in. Um, I guess I'm just putting this out into the world because it's not based in the state that Mike and I are in. Um, But if anyone wants to do some kind of documentary about bumblebees, there actually is a really important topic right now um, with the Bell Bowl, Bell Bowl Prairie in Illinois. It is a very, very rare uh, gravel prairie. It's right next to an airport, and uh, the airport is actually trying to construct through this prairie. And it is uh, one of the very small areas left where you can find the rusty patch bumblebee, which uh, is pretty much I believe it's listed at this point under the Endangered Species Act but the act unfortunately isn't providing the protections for this particular area that sounds um, like a good story like but why isn't it protecting it I thought it was endangered there there's certain regulations that are involved yeah um so I'm I'm by no means an expert on like environmental law yeah. but my understanding is that because there are technically other habitats available for this bumblebee, that this particular area can't be protected by the Endangered Species Act. It's kind of a weird loophole, and it's just the language of the law. I just, yeah. (laughs) And that's that's one reason why I do think a documentary would be really interesting about it. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, I think that's amazing what you just said. So maybe someone will uh, will be interested in it as well because I think that, yeah, it's just like that's that's a good story right there, right? So I think I think that you're very passionate about it as well. No, yeah, I just wanted to put it out into the universe in case anyone's listening and wants to do it. Well, I wish you guys the uh, the best of luck in the future with this film, and uh, yeah, congratulations on the success so far. Thanks. Thank you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, schlemiel, schlemizel.